Okay, hello everybody, we're live. So, today Lucian and I are going to be talking about The Tax Collector, the newest yep. David Ayer film. So, when when we um, when we like talked about this film, Lucian was very excited about it. Could not wait. I was I was up here if not higher. I was breaking the boundaries of hype with this one. Breaking through the ceiling. Child yes. above George Child Lopez above, in this movie. Crack, yeah, cracked out air characters, back to the roots, LA streets, gangs, let's go. Okay. So um yeah, so this so this film is pretty much about Shia LaBeouf and this guy David, who's played by Bobby Soto. It's mostly about David. It's mostly about David, yeah. Um I'd say Shia is a more interesting character, but you know, things happen to him. Interesting character. <laughs> yeah. Well, there I'd say there's one other that's kind of interesting, but the interesting characters tend to not be long for the world that they're in. Right. right, right. Um, <laughs> so this film, yeah, it's it's David and and Shia's character is Creeper. This guy, mm-hmm. they're like what, like enforcers for this family of uh, I don't know, like cartel people, and they have to get money from all the different local LA gangs that are protected by their by them. Correct. And so they yeah. pr- collect the taxes, but they're just. It's you know they're, they're basically just running shit. extortion, yeah. Same mm-hmm. same shit, different uh, different skin, different color, whatever you want to call it, yeah. Yeah, and so um, the beginning of the film is like the kind of classic religious Hispanic family kind of stuff. Like that's the big part of the story is like David's family, and he has a wife and two kids. And it the- opens up with yeah. it, with the title sequence. Um, yeah, that is kind of cheesy kind of cheaply made you would say and then um it like off oh, ends on this portrait of this family and then mm-hmm. it fades to from you know like the little mosaic uh, effect they had on it back to the real photo and it's like has a couple of different words right it's like yeah loyalty respect yeah. something something and then love, family, honor, family family yeah mm-hmm. family being yeah. the biggest one yeah yeah love honor family fa- photo of hispanic family cut to family all praying together and eating. So mm-hmm. they're like, you know, bashing us over the head with this religious stuff, um, which makes sense. And how, know? and how idyllic the whole thing is too. Um, these guys, I mean, they basically look like uh, they're just models that you found on backstage or something, but uh, <laughs> they are living in this grand house and they have this big family and everyone's really happy. Yeah. And David drives like a BMW and yeah, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Life's life's good for him at the at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, one thing I liked about uh, the the creeper shy character is like this dude does hardcore UFC or something because he's got like the cauliflower ears. Cauliflower ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this dude, this dude did some jujitsu. He's been on the mat a lot. <laughs> um, so they they like have a business that's a front, right? It's like some mm-hmm. kind of like repair shop something like that kind of deal or like carp repair and you know sell speakers mm-hmm. um but yeah it's a front they just all they do is they they collect money from people and, and again, they make sure that they let us know that like everybody who works at the front business everybody who helps them in collecting their stuff is pretty much all david's family it's all his cousins yes. or whatever yeah yeah he works with his lazy ass cousin 
Yeah, um, who's and they're like fucking awesome. Okay, I'll take it back. One more interesting character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like the first time we see her, she's she's drunk. She drunk like or drugged out or something. Drugged yeah. out, and her and her friend and he, and Dave's like, "Hey, get the get the hell out of here!" To to the friend, yeah, like you were like, supposed to open forty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Oh, you can't fire me. I'm your cousin. Get over it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of that too. I just want to point out real quick the the script does a lot of that. Like in the right away, we're introduced to all of his family, and like mm-hmm. through the dialogue, like instead of just saying, "This is my family," he's just like. Thank you, God, for my wife, so and so, and her mother and sister, so and so, and just not very subtly introducing us to like yeah. all the different names yeah. and relations of people. Yeah, this big I always pick family. up on stuff like that in, in movies. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's it's like how you can get yeah. the get the exposition in there in a way that feels natural. Yeah, how are you going to jam twenty people's names yeah. in the first ten minutes? You know, <laughs> I mean, half of half of which, like, you know, don't even really matter. True, um, true. So then we meet Uncle Lewis, who's uh, George Lopez. Can Uncle Lewis, who's <laughs> who also runs another like body shop kind of thing or some kind of, of another another front. That's this is what everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna see a recurring theme. Oh boy, you you wait until this, at the end we discuss what other critics have said about this film this it's, is going to be a fast and loose one because i don't yeah. think we can keep a straight face or for this one it's fucking probably anyways. not um <laughs> yeah uh so yeah they, there's a scene in the beginning where they're like so someone from a gang they were collecting from died and a new guy mm-hmm. took over and he go and david goes into this <laughs> do you remember the speech he gives the guy <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah hard to forget and there's a montage too. There's like a montage to go along with the speech. It's a montage that basically shows us their day to day, how they do the tax collecting. But also, it's 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 kind of weird because I didn't quite pick up on the fact that he was still talking to the guy. I thought we just went yeah. through the montage with a voiceover, yeah. and he's doing shit like he's like, "You don't fuck with my family if you don't break your fucking legs," and <laughs> over the, the whole montage of him, like I don't know giving money to his cousin or something but anyway yeah collecting and giving money yeah mm-hmm. um so that was that was pretty funny and yeah it was a little dis- disorienting it's like oh montage them doing things back to and them you know, I, what? I looked it up because uh david ayer is very very well known for kind of having his own group of people and keeping the same people together mm-hmm. i mean he's there's people in this movie who have been working with him since training day so i looked to see like because this and I'm going to get to this later. This is very, very, very low budget, decidedly low budget oh, movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I was wondering, like, because things like this inconsistencies with the editing, I was like, is this his, the people who have been editing with him? And yeah, well, the editor of this movie also edited bright uh, for him, oh. which was much more polished. I would yeah. argue, you know, so yeah, he's got his people with him. So it is legit. It's just something about it just feels disjointed. Yeah, um, it's like they couldn't. There was also a couple of times where I could tell there was ADR where they're like trying to pull mm-hmm. some threads together. Um, mm-hmm. We'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's like a line in the car, and it's just like, oh, no, 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 no. it's like expedition, expedition, expedition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and there's a there's like a complete lack of score for the first 45 minutes of this movie. There's like no music at all, unless it's licensed music. And then towards the end of the movie, they just put in like over the it just becomes a fucking music video but anyway yeah yeah sometimes you just 
you know, you just don't get there. You just don't have no money. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it was, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So then they, they like, they go to this, just, just skipping ahead. They go to this place where, um, I guess they were called in or they're collecting or something. And then, so some people had beef with the blood, something to do with mm. this, this Mexican guy's girlfriend. So they beat him up and they like ripped his eye out or something, something crazy, something gnarly. Well, yes, yeah, so they were collecting and then they got called in. This is one of their side missions yeah. uh, is that uh, one of, one of their guys, had uh you know put pressure on a different gang that he wasn't supposed to so they came in to kind of repair that relationship and also we find out that uh david has history with this particular other gang so they're yeah. just trying to keep that relationship good so that they're not yeah. going to start like another gang war on the streets on top of all of the collecting that they're doing so this was the thing i really liked was the guy who's the blood that he talks with is the same guy from end of end of watch. Correct. It's the same blood from end of watch. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's kind of funny. It's like the guys, it's like the same guy. That it's guy. Like it's the same is, guy. Yeah. It, it might be, honestly, it could be like the, the air universe. I know he's, yeah. he's into those things, but he's been in many, 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 many of his movies. Uh, he's the, he was uh, one of the guys who coordinated allowing them to shoot in Compton in those areas during training day. Oh, because um, that was one of those movies where, like, you don't just show up with a Hollywood crew to, to shoot mm. in those hoods. Right. So, uh, yeah, you'll get robbed or whatever. It, it was very much like his connections with this guy and Antoine Fuqua's connections and stuff like that. Because he this guy is going to play a big part in the movie, basically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he's a veteran, like, gang movie actor. So he's yeah. has that gravitas. Yeah, there's so good. So do you remember you, you've probably seen um, Boys in the Hood, right? Oh, of course, yeah. So you remember the guy who, like, in the movie, who shoots uh, Ice Cube's Ice Cube? brother? Yeah, Ice Cube. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that guy, that guy was, like, just, like, on a slight side tangent. That guy was, like, a legit gang person. Yeah, gang member, and, yeah. Yeah, uh, at the time. And he was actually, he was in, I think he was also in Poetic Justice. Oh, but, shit. But this guy, he ended up going back to prison after being in all these movies. Oh like, no! That's how, yeah, that's how like into the life he was. Damn, dude. <laughs> so unfortunately, it's... he died in in jail. He didn't get out. Um, wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's some like a lot of these guys. Like it's the real stuff. Like mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And this this character in End of Watch, like there's a scene where he gets into a fight with Mike Zavala. <laughs> <laughs> they like they like get called to his house and then they get into a fight with it like like yep. like 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 Michael Payne is fighting this guy in in the house and it's like this whole thing. Um, but then so they, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, no, I was just gonna say. So did you go back and watch End of Watch? Yeah, I did. I I watched it like two days ago. Oh, that's amazing. How did you? Yeah, such a fucking ten out of ten, isn't it? It was really good. It's really good. Yeah. I don't think you can make it today, but it's really good. <laughs> Hell no, you. <laughs> Uh, I, I did find the ending to be a bit too much because, you know, you mm. go in thinking like, oh, they're both dead. But then mm. what's his name is right. still alive. You're like, what? But, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, fair enough. I, I didn't really stop to consider that. Yeah, if it, I guess it does uh, sympathize a little too hard with the with the cops. <laughs> um, I think the problem is. So he one thing that's interesting about David Aries is like he he treats the cops as the same as criminals. Mm -hmm. And that movie, you know, you really see that these guys are 
you know, they're freaking stupid and they do a bunch of stupid stuff. It's just, they have a badge yeah. and a gun. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of where we're going to go maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think that like seeing these cops that are just brazen, maybe would leave a foul taste in people's mouths at the Got current it, yeah. moment. Yeah, but it's good. For sure. It's good. And they're, uh-huh. you know, it's a lot better than this film. Um, and they're really, you know, the two characters are really, you empathize with them and you really care about what happens to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the connection with end of watch. And that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. I was like, Oh my God, it's the same guy. That's funny. Actually, it might I'm be. Actually, yeah. I'm actually, Oh, it's I'm, definitely the same guy. It's definitely the same guy. Same now, character. Same character. I believe. I, well, that's it what really I want to know. Like it. it really feels yeah. like it. Because it's, I, it's like I wouldn't be too. It's because the guy kind of serves the same purpose. Like in that in end of watch, the guy he tells them, "Hey, someone's trying to kill you. Someone has a hit out on you." And they're like, "Oh, you know, we're the cops. Like everyone has a hit out. Right? You know, they should listen to his ass." Um, but yeah. Anyway, so um, they yeah they basically in this this film they continue doing gangster shit, right? So <laughs> so then David gets called in like. Someone's having a quinceanera, right? I don't know if it's his. I thought so. Again, a little muddy with the whole exposition yeah. thing, but I thought it was one of his daughters. Uh, he only has two little kids. Yeah, he has two I little thought kids. This was like a third daughter that we hadn't seen yet because they keep talking about this quince that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, someone in the family. I believe it's like his. I guess his in-law, like his, uh, you know, sister-in-law his, or something uh, like that, on yeah. his wife's side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she calls him up like, like, oh, the fight, the Spanish Kardashians are taking all that blah, 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 blah. And so then he like, <laughs> you know, he literally comes in, he whispers into like the store owner's ear or not the store owner, the, the guy who's like with the other women, I think. It's like the dad of the, <laughs> the dad of the other girls. Yeah. He literally just whispers in his ear, uh, not, and then they just like, they take off. And they all, <laughs> oh, we were here first. <laughs> It's like, was this really necessary? Was this necessary for? I mean, I get it. They went for. They were going for the Godfather thing, you know. Yeah. Like this guy solves shit. Yeah, uh, and he's he's at yeah. the top. He's at the top of his particular uh, yeah. little slice that he has. Yeah, but yeah, over over the top execution. Yeah, very over the top. <laughs> okay, so then later that night, they're like him and his wife. Well, his wife is counting all his cash, and they're short twenty grand. Mm-hmm. So him and Creeper take back to the streets to go get some money. Yep. And they stop at the the guy, the new guy, the guy that the they just that they initiated. Were, like verbally assaulting for the first mm-hmm. 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. With their young ad with the montage. Mm-hmm. And he tells them this sob story about, oh, I have a daughter with leukemia, blah, 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 this and that. And David basically buys it, right? Yeah. And he's so he gives them mercy. He lets yeah, them off. Which is- you know, could be something to do to show us his uh, either how much he values family or that mm-hmm. he's not 100 percent quite like just a heartless bastard yet. Yeah. Even though uh, Shia is burned him that way. Mm-hmm. Shia is like, nah, let's smoke this motherfucker. <laughs> Irredeemable, which I love. Yeah, uh, he's he's again, he's the best part of the movie. He really uh, he really went there. By far. Um, so then I think uh, they, they go to like another spot. And I think this is where Conejo comes into play in this part. Mm. So he, they're trying to collect on these people that it's like, it's like a lot of money. I think they have to collect like 200 grand or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Conejo comes in and he's like, no, nah, I'm taking over. 
I came out of, you know, wherever he was, he was in a ditch or in a hole somewhere in yeah. a prison. Yeah. And he's like, nah, I'm making a power play against yeah. you and your uncle. So this is my territory now. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah. It, they it's leave. a lot more, I mean, it's so much more complicated. They, they give this whole backstory of this other guy who like his, yeah, the Venom, David's right? dad killed. Yeah, Venom killed yeah, David, Venom. the Venom's dad, and then uh, there's a line in there was just like, "When you fuck, when you kill someone's family, you know, fuck with someone's family, make sure you kill all of his sons and all of it." <laughs> so wait, wait, I, that's that's something I was kind of confused by. So like, was he the son of Venom? Or uh, no, 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 no. The, the was... guy with the dreads is Venom. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just that okay. his dad used to be like another one of those families that was doing yeah. this shit. And I guess at some point in the past, David's dad, who we don't know who it, that is yet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The wizard, made a, right? That's what they call him? Yeah. yeah, the wizard made a play against Venom's family. Mm-hmm. And so they, he killed his dad in like some kind of gang-related incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now Venom is paying their family. And so after all of these years, he hooks up with Conejo and he's like, we're going to, we're going to fuck these guys up. Mm, yeah. So it's like Venom and Conejo against like, against David's clan. Yeah. Basically. David's clan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so some yeah, real fucking gang gang movie logic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard to follow because like, at first I was like, Venom, this guy's Venom. And I was like, wait, this guy's Conejo, but what's the deal with Venom and Conejo? What's the connection? And like I was saying, like there's this line of ADR that they just threw in when they're in the car, and it's and uh, David says, "Oh yeah, Venom, Venom hates him because uh, um, uh, Uncle Louie like blew his dad, like 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 bumped off his dad." Oh, Uncle Louie did it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that's what he says. Yeah, Louis, that, yeah, that he he's the one who killed the dad. I Got mean, everything okay. comes from the top down, right? It all comes from the wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he the wizard's in jail. Yeah. Like that's the one thing we see these shots of this person in jail on a phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's like the shot caller, right? Yeah. He's calling he's the, the shots from jail. of the of the family, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they like Uncle Louie and David and these other people, they are the enforcers on the street who mm-hmm. they have the power on the street, but he's the one, he's the king, right? Yeah. Behind yeah. the throne. Um so they have this like weird like cookout kind of meeting thing with Uncle Louie and these other guys. And then, you know, um, David tells him what happened. And Louie's like, oh, we have to vote on it, blah, blah, blah. And David's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're afraid of him. And then <laughs> George Lopez like right. slaps him or some shit. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a I, I just remember there's a scene before that when they're counting the money and they're light. Uh, as soon as, you know, the wife says we're light, but it's okay. I have some stashed and I'll, I'll cover for now. And then you can go get the money on the street. He gets a phone call immediately from the wizard. wizard. And, and, uh, yeah, (laughs) the guy, and the guy tells David, he's like, oh, you know, you better make sure the collection goes good this week because, uh, there's some shit happening this week. He's like, what the fuck? What do you mean? And it's like, there's that, that was supposed to be a mystery. I think in in the movie. And yeah, then it just yeah. kind of goes away. Um, I, I'm, I definitely had some theories about like what brought this whole thing about. Like, I feel like there was some behind the scenes thing that created this event to happen, mm-hmm. like as almost like a, a way of of creating regime change. 
Yeah, yeah. That's what it felt well, like. They they, they 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 steer you that way because yeah. Conejo comes in and he's like, "Oh, it's like it's like it's not just us. Like Mexico is making changes. Yeah, you know, and I'm here to kind of up end the whole regime. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It seems like some like the wizard like orchestrated this in order to yeah. like you know move move things around and have yeah. the outcome be the outcome it's almost like he you know preordained it or whatever yeah okay so then Which there's a scene yeah he might have but there's yeah. a twist yeah yeah so um then there's like a quinceanera right mm-hmm. and they have this party and all this stuff and um creeper has some interesting lines there like about like this is an interesting character because like you know shia's character and fury is like the opposite of creeper really religious mm-hmm. guy really spiritual mm-hmm. guy this guy is not, and he like has all these lines about like how like I don't believe like you know like my function is to terrorize the earth, earth, and when I when I kill yeah, someone, I'm yeah. their god before they die. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there, and there's and there's a couple David Ayer characters that are like that that are uh, for whatever reason because there's a lot of stuff in his movies where it's like religious, either Latino people or whatever, and then uh, hardcore chaotic atheists. Yeah, and for whatever that's like the the absolute like ends of the uh, the types of characters yeah. that he writes yeah yeah and and creeper is definitely on that end of the yeah, spectrum yeah, yeah. um so then we get to meet this other interesting character i think gata this woman who works for conejo who's like oh my god yeah the right hand killer like that's her job she fucking kills people yeah um very robert and- rodriguez type of character <laughs> yeah 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 i think there was also in the scene something like the uncle said like oh drop the the thing with conejo i think he said that yeah well he gets a he gets a the whole time george lopez and his lackeys are on their phones and then yeah. they go to david on the way out of the quinceanera like don't worry about conejo we're gonna go have a sit down with him we're gonna fuck him up like yeah. it's fine <laughs> they they go to the yeah. sit down yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so so then gata comes like oh hey you know your 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 uncle's texting you come to the club right now so okay. a little bit about that. Uh, she says, check your phone. And so yeah. he checks his phone um, because I, I, I'm, I know it doesn't matter and it, it doesn't matter at all. But I'm a stickler for detail. So I paused it on the screen because I wanted to read all the text messages. Uh, David's phone says like 820 p.m. Yeah. All of the messages from his uncle came in at like 930 p.m. <laughs> uh, and they're all but they're all at the same exact in the yeah. same minute. So they all yeah. were sent during the same minute. They're so all at the no, same like, time. It's all the same yeah. time stamp. 956 yeah, or whatever. Same, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. It's just this dumb little like movie inconsistency thing. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 texts happened in the future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they all all eight of them were sent because yeah. they're they're set up to be like they gradually get more exacerbated. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. answer your phone like holy shit and then all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so basically Gots is like, "Oh yeah, your uncle Louie wants you to come to this meeting." Um, and he sees all these texts that all have the same timestamp. Nothing yeah. wrong there. Mm-hmm. So they go to the club, and guess what? What happened to Uncle Louie? Uh, his head is in a cooler. His head is in a motherfucking cooler. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. George Lopez's head in a cooler, though. It was cool. Yeah. Um, not surprising, but it was cool. Yeah. And so th- this is a power play, and he says, "Dude, kiss the ring now, or else." Yeah. And they they don't. Uh, Creeper and David just walk out of the meeting. Yeah. And um, you get the sense yeah. that uh, the way that they set up Creeper, and maybe we should just do like a extended thing on Creeper at the end, but they yeah. do this thing where he's like, 
he he's just into killing people. So you get this mm-hmm. vibe during that scene that like they're not gonna kiss the ring because Creeper's gonna like psych out and do some like fucking wild shit, you know. Yeah, he'll just kill them all right there. Kill everybody. Yeah. yeah. Die with yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So then the next day they're like at their little um front, like their 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 company where they mm-hmm. Just sitting in the in the <laughs> if it was a house, it would be just sitting in the front porch. Yeah, literally like sitting on the porch, waiting <laughs> on the porch, then, like having yeah. this gang member meeting. Yeah, and they're like, "Yo, man, we gotta we gotta fucking strike back at the man." But yeah, you gotta leave, David. You, David, you gotta leave. You get out of here, and we'll take care of it. <laughs> hey, guess what happens? They get jumped. They get very jumped. They get jumped, man, and they come yeah. in with like the special forces people. Yeah, like freaking like Mexican, um, like federales. Federal- yeah, yeah, yeah. Some federales came, um, and so yeah, Conejo strikes first, and 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 what's her name? Gata comes with the freaking mm-hmm. like Uzi or some shit, like a, and she has like a bag of uh, dynamite or whatever, yeah. and she like throws it in. She she has a um, as a pipe bomb actually. Yeah, a pipe bomb with nails. Yeah, and just like. Here you go, and it's it's on, and they they get they get destroyed, destroyed. So yeah. one thing that was interesting with this, I think it was this scene. They were doing like this interesting intercut with Conejo doing this like Mayan ritual. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they found some woman and they kill her. They just slit her throat and then yeah. pours the blood onto him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's all this like Mayan like you know stuff it's like it's like he did that ritual before going to war it was very interesting yeah it was weird because the way that it starts intercutting when the van pulls up with all these guys that come out and um you're thinking that conejo's doing the ritual during the hit to kind of like give them evil powers (laughs) or whatever but then he comes out of the van and now he's in both scenes. So he's in the present day scene when he's shooting at these guys. And then he's being bathed in blood in the in the other scene. And that really threw me off. Yeah, that I threw just me didn't off. like that. That threw me off a bit, too. I liked that scene. The Maya shit was. Like, I like that scene a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, whoa, this is deep. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was into it. I just I wanted more of that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. In this. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. But the intercutting was like, wait, what? He's there. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little oh. weird. Okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. Didn't totally work. So <laughs> yeah. Creeper gets captured, right? He gets captured mm-hmm. and then... They kill the rest of their guys because yeah. this is basically like the meeting of the soldiers. Um, and they're all pledging their allegiance to David. And they're like, we'll go to war for you, David. We're going to go kill this guy. And then three seconds later, just kidding. They're already at war. Coneo shows up and he kills all of them. And um, he captures Creeper. Yeah. And... Send, and he FaceTimes like later on. So David's like, he gets out. So that's kind of a big moment too. He not he gets out, but he also kind of leaves Creeper to be screwed, right? He kind of leaves yeah. him there to get captured and, and yeah. eventually get tortured. Um, yeah. He doesn't stay and fight. So um, David gets away and then he's like, okay, I got to get my wife. I got to get my kids. I got to get the fuck out of here. Got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. So he goes to find his wife. His wife comes out of work. They go get the kids while they're in the car. Conejo calls him on FaceTime <laughs> and he shows him a video of them torturing Creeper to death. Yeah, just butt naked, tied up, just lashes all over him. Uh, really like 
visceral, brutal, um, really brutal. You know, yeah. The blood, man, the blood in that scene. Yeah, splashing around. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, ultimately, what ends up happening is, um, you know, they're torturing him, and he's just Conejo just proving a point to David, where he's like, "Oh, you wanna, you wanna." help your friend you know like i'll i'll give him i'll show him mercy you know and then he just ends up curb stomping him and smashing his brains in yeah 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 pretty brutal way to go for the best character in the movie but you know yeah yeah. but expected for me as well um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i thought i thought he was gonna i thought i didn't think he was gonna be in the movie more than 10 minutes and he wasn't so yeah (laughs) yeah um okay so david david needs to come up with a plan he puts his family in a hotel He's got some money left somewhere, so he goes to yeah. dig it up. He Looks like up, his cousin's house. Yeah, so it's yeah. his cousin's house. Digs up 1.5 mil, and he says that they, they robbed a bank. They robbed one point. Him and, yeah, he says him and Creeper robbed. That money was bank money. <laughs> okay. I didn't remember if it was bank or if it was like they robbed yeah. it on the gang or something. Okay, it was bank Yeah, he, money. Said, cool. he said they robbed a bank and they got $1.5 million. Tight. And, they left it and in here's the, the thing. Yard. The movie's already like past the, like you're not believing any of this shit, but I believe that because he said he did it with Creeper. If he did it with yeah. anyone else, I'd be like, bullshit, you guys did yeah. not pull off. Oh, me and Uncle Louie, we got this money. <laughs> no. Nah, yeah, exactly. But if you tell me that like him and creeper fucking i don't know own a house in beverly hills i'd be like yeah of course they do. it makes yeah i'm creepy he, yeah he finds yeah so then then there's this really kind of cringy scene he comes back to the hotel and so he he goes into like the bathroom and he comes out and he knows oh my wife's dead on the floor and my kids are that gone was weird that was weird that was uh, hell was weird, it, dude. Because it, was his wife there, or was she like dragged into view after he went into the bathroom? Like, I don't. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, the, the, in my head, the only logical thing is that he, for some reason, went into the bathroom, and then he Before, walked out. Yeah, yeah, and then he walked out, and he sees his wife there, just dead, and he's like, "Oh my god." Yeah, and then he uh, he picks her up, he puts her in the bathtub, and he I I don't know if this was supposed to be like a character moment or what I don't we can talk about the the lead. It was I, cringy, I, dude. Whatever I it was, hated it was this guy. It was, I laughed. I laughed out loud during this scene. It I was could not I was, stand this guy. I was like, this is bad. This is bad. This is so really bad. Yeah. that was bad. Um, okay, so then David meets with our friend from End of Watch, the Blood Lieutenant yeah. guy. Because he's got nothing. All of his guys are dead. Now they killed his wife. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no, you know, and they have his, his whole family's compromised. Yeah, they have his kids. They have his kids. And at some point they tell him like, oh, I got your kids, man, blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he goes to this blood lieutenant guy and the blood lieutenant guy kind of pays it forward. And he has this great speech like, hey, man, yeah, we're going to do this thing. This is a volunteer mission. Yeah. Okay. This is a like immediately too. Like they were just hanging out in the house, and he's like, "All right, everyone, we're fucking get the shooters. Let's go." Dude, they had like strippers in that house. Like it was a party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, but like, he, not, he doesn't give it a second of consideration. Yeah, he's like, he "All right, everyone, like, we're fucking going. Like, let's get this man's kids." It was really cool. <laughs> yeah, and th- then the next is like a really good scene in this movie. They go to this location, some apartment or something. They bust in slow mm-hmm. motion, and they blast these people yeah the one shot in the movie that is reminiscent of other david ayer movies it's the only one it's the only one that has enough uh budget to feel like a scene from another one of his uh hollywood movies 
Yeah, it was good. They blast them. They 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 and it's all in slow motion. It's really artistic. It's, it's slow cool. motion. One one camera movement kind of going uh, through the entire house as you see these guys get blasted in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so then they capture this guy who has some information and they they get in their minivan <laughs> and they torture the guy until they get what they need and then they they blow his head off and throw him out of the the freaking car door. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, they no. Uh, the, worth mentioning. Um, guys, not telling them what they want to hear. They open up the side of the van and they yeah. put his head like they uh, hold they're, his head they're against still going. the asphalt. They're still yeah, driving. while they're yeah. driving. Yeah. So they're like grinding this man's face against mm-hmm. the asphalt, uh, which is a pretty neat effect. Um, I yeah, that was well. that was a neat effect when you see his face and it's just like half his face is gone. Yeah, yeah. This is the kind of this again. More of this shit is what I expected to see in this movie. Yeah. Um, and so then the other bloods, they bounce, but then this Lieutenant guy is like, yeah, man, I'm going to be with you until the wheels fall off. And so now they're going to, yeah, that's what he said. I, I know. It's just kind of weird that, yeah, it's I don't know what history weird. these guys have, but like, okay. Yeah. Um, that kind of needs to be addressed more because like this a guy, this guy, like is putting his life on the line for a dude who's Literally not really fucking ride or die for this 25 year old Mexican guy. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so they then go to, you know, confront Conejo. They go to his place. They scout it out. They, David kills some guy, chokes him out, chokes him to death. Um, this Lieutenant dude takes on two, a woman and some other guy kills both of them, stabs one Mm -hmm. of them. The woman stabs him in the leg. He stabs her in the mm-hmm. chest and then the other guy takes his gun from him and bashes him in the head until he's dead. And then David goes into the house with a gun and he um he sees the two of them, Kaneo and um Gata are like watching TV yeah. or something, watching sitcom. Yeah. He um, sees them through the a little crack in the door yeah. and so you assume he's gonna be able to line up a shot and just fucking yoink. <laughs> uh, that is I was so disappointed by this. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you expect he could line up a shot. He misses both of them. Yeah, yeah. he misses both of them, and then they both, and they're both like, just on the bed. Yeah, they both just go in different directions. And got the shooting at him, and Conejo goes in the bathroom, and he's like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a little uh, against like we we watched him perform this Mayan ritual where he like kills a woman to like bathe in her blood, right, <laughs> for the devil or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then this guy at the end of the movie, he just like rolls into the bathroom screaming like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I can't I can't believe this man who I just murdered his entire family yeah. <laughs> uh, showed up to try to kill us. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think one thing that we should um, we should say is that uh, th- I believe they found his kids at that apartment where they found the guy. Yeah. So uh, with yeah. The, the guy with the asphalt face, um, yeah. they find his kids and then there's a wo- there's an old woman. There's there, an old woman there. Yeah. And. Out of for kind of just convenience sake, they're like, oh, what are we going to do? We're going to torture this man, figure out where Conejo is or whatever. And then she's like, I know where Conejo is. And that's it. And that's how they find out his location. Yeah. It, yeah. It's one line of dialogue. And then yeah. they're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of this movie was made in post and in not, not a good way. I think you're correct. No, I not think you're right. I think this movie was supposed to be something else. And I really want to know what happened because – yeah, something there's, happened. There's parts of it that are like, okay, this is a real movie. And then there's parts of it that are like, why are we in a car again? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the first act is just Shia and uh, this other guy in a car. Basically, yeah, like what did the money just fucking fall through the floor? Like what happened? It yeah, it must have disappeared, yeah. man. It must yeah. have just just like and. But, like, big shout-out to Shia for, like, hanging in there because clearly a lot of the shit that he was in was, like, like, they knew that they were working with no budget. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he showed up, and mm-hmm. he is just really into yeah. everything that he's in. He goes for it. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, they're, they're in this gunfight. Um, somehow Gata gets killed, and then him and uh, David and uh, Conejo are, like, one-on-one and... Then they get into this wrestling match and like they're throwing mm-hmm. each other through the freaking bathroom and then yeah, it was supposed to be like a Jason Bourne kind of a fight in the bathroom where yeah. they're like breaking shit off of the walls, like the <laughs> sink and the toilet, you know, and they're just smashing each other over the head with it. Yeah, and then there's this weird subplot with him doing MMA or jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu, or some kind of crap that comes back into play in this fight, and it's just like horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. I can't you know, remember. I I forgot I'll tell about you this. that. I'll tell you this. Again, that's another thing that makes sense if they had to do it in post, right? How easy is it to shoot a scene of a guy wrestling with another guy? In the the dojo, yeah. Yeah. It costs nothing. And so you have this scene that just doesn't work at the end. Well, I'll just connect it with this random scene of him doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu with some random dude. Um, I don't even think that's needed, though. Like, we don't. (laughs) Like, we already... We've we've already skipped over so many logical steps yeah. into like as to how David is just able to be a badass uh, that I, it didn't really like help me to know that he does jujitsu to know that he can kick this guy's ass like he's already fucking in a different yeah. plane. It, it's it's bizarre. <laughs> it's just bizarre that they needed to have this whole thing. There's a, there's a couple times that happens where um, we get in the second half of the movie. Uh, he has a Jean, what I call the Jean Claude Van Damme moment, where he gets to the end of the movie and he needs a little extra motivation to like stick it through and fight the final fight. And he gets a a flashback from the same movie, edited the same way, uh, of his motivation. And in this case, he gets a flashback to his wife right before he goes on his final mission. Uh, it's like a scene of uh, yeah. him with his wife, mm-hmm. but it's cut from ten minutes ago in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was kind of funny. And then again, during this final fight, they cut to that jujitsu scene again, edited the same way from 30 minutes ago in the movie. I just thought that yeah. was strange. Very strange. Um, but it, but the jujitsu stuff helps him win the fight and he fights Kaneo off and he kills him with the, with the giant, uh, with the, like a porcelain sink. Yeah, crushes him and says, "Me familia," you know, whatever. Like for my family, yeah. for my mother, for right. my whatever. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. So that was the climax. And then, um, and the, at some point during this fight, I just want to mention: at some point during this fight, a candle falls off the bed, right? Classic. And then you expect the whole room to go up in flames. But then, as soon as that candle hit the floor, I was like, "They're not going to have the money to 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 light this room on fire." There's no fucking way. Uh, so while they're fighting, uh, you see this one shot, just one shot of the fire from the candles, like burning the, through the bedsheet or something. Yeah. But then the rest, but the rest of the room is like smoked out, maybe, but not on fire. Uh, so I thought maybe they just like did it in post. They did like a little visual effects thing with the the flame initially starting, and then yeah, uh, they just added like a fog machine or something to get out of there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, another thing that was kind of pointless, right? Didn't really get a payoff. I mean, I like I get it because that was you know in an action movie. That's one of the things that like raises the stakes. Like these guys are fighting, but they also need to leave because the room's on fire. 
But uh, yeah, it just felt like you're not going to, you don't have the money for this. Like, don't even try this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> their, their reach far exceeded their grasp in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So then I'll have you, why don't you talk about what happens in like the, after that point, because something happens and I, I'm not totally sure exactly what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you can explain it better than I can. I don't know. I'm going to try. Um, so basically, yeah, it's like they kill Conejo. Everything's good. They're driving back. Him and the, the blood lieutenant are yeah. driving back. And um, David says he's all beat up and bloodied up. And he says, hold on. Just pull over. I got to make a phone call. So he makes a phone call. He calls the wizard, which we assume at this point the wizard is ethereal. He's the one who makes the calls. So he calls the wizard. And uh, he basically... Kind of right off the bat, it's kind of understood that the wizard is David's dad. Yes. And so this entire thing may or may not have been orchestrated by the wizard, a.k.a. David's dad, to pull him. So this is my interpretation was that uh, this guy has a family, perfect idyllic family, right, with his wife and his kids. The wizard, his dad, who has always been a piece of shit to him, has orchestrated this coup kind of a thing to kind of test david to push him into this life kind of over over everything because now that he's lost his wife or whatever this guy's hardened he's never going to go back to that life he's going to be in the in the drug game for the rest of his life so that's what i thought it was it's also revealed that the wizard is played by jimmy smith which is the only other actor of note uh fucking you know legend right yeah so jimmy smith is david's father and he's i don't remember what he says to him but he says something like you know do you remember the dialogue? What does he tell him exactly? I don't exactly remember, but it was it yeah. was definitely very weird and ethereal and like very like you know yeah because they do they like make the mentions mentor. to David's yeah they make mentions to David's dad and they're like oh you're not like your father you're whatever blah 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 and then at the end of the movie he's like you're me you know mm-hmm. and so I think that was supposed to be the final kind of twist of like. This guy was trying to have it both ways where, you know, he was trying to like with the leukemia scene, like he was trying to also be empathetic and care about family, but also do the drug shit. Mm -mm. And now at the end of the movie, it's like, no, 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 no. You're going to you're like me. It's inescapable family works both ways. Some shit. I don't know. Yeah. The family's dead. His friend creeper is dead. All this stuff. And yeah, that's the feeling I got, too, is that the wizard, his dad orchestrated all of this so that he can have power like he has all the power now david has all the power now because everyone else is dead yeah and yeah he's also he's a hardened guy now like he has no under yeah under uh, working with the wizard you know these two men are just gonna there's nobody else no one's gonna try to fuck with them for a long time so and also if they again i don't i'm sure they didn't think about it but if they have a blood connection too forget about it (laughs) these guys are absolutely at the top so yeah, that was the tax collector. <laughs> Shit, was that it? <laughs> that was it. That was it. So that, a couple wow. a couple of things that gave it away for me that this was gonna not be what I wanted it to be. An hour and thirty minutes does not bode well for me uh, <laughs> when I see a movie like this. Nothing against because you can make an hour and thirty minute big budget movie like we saw mm-hmm. Greyhound, right? And that was fucking yeah. awesome. Yep. And that serves its purpose, and then it's out. But mm-hmm. for a movie like this, because, again, I've seen all of his other movies and I kind of know, uh, especially his last couple of movies have been big, like hundred million dollar Hollywood mm-hmm. productions. Bright, I think, was the most expensive fucking thing yeah. ever made. Right. Um, <laughs> and so I expected it to be on the, you know, 
something like a Sicario budget, you know, maybe not the highest budget, but like condensed and very like to the ground and intense. And it ended up being a straight to DVD, like Nicolas Cage movie, which I also watch a lot of. But there are modes when you're working at that level of budget. So Mm -hmm. a lot of it is people talking in cars. A lot of it is nothing happening until the last 10, 15 minutes of the movie. Uh, And this movie kind of followed that all the way through. And it was a little disappointing because it had all these things going for it. I mean, again, my hype was through the roof. It had like all of these people connected to it that I really enjoy their movies. Um, And it just ended up being just a run of the mill, you know, if this was like the year 2007, you would find it at Blockbuster and yeah. uh, you know, watch it and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really didn't hit on a lot of the things that you would want it to. And it, it just fell flat, like based, just based on the standard of the things that he's made, you yeah. know? Oh, um, by far his worst movie by far. I would say like yeah. uh, unquestionably his worst movie. You could, Which you is- could argue like I didn't like suicide squad. I didn't like bright. I didn't like that. But like, there was there's something you could at least grasp onto. You could look at the action scenes. You could look at something. Uh, there's there's nothing really to to look at here other than Shia. But he's only in it for ten movies, mm-hmm. ten minutes. Yeah, it's it's pretty much just like Shia, and you know, if you want to see George Lopez be a gangster for like three minutes, he's in it for like three minutes. Yeah, nothing, nothing at all. And that, that's another thing I wanted to mention. <laughs> these straight to DVD movies, uh, when you have a well known actor that is. So basically what happened, like a, like a Bruce Willis movie that mm-hmm. is straight to DVD. Bruce Willis is in it and he's on the cover and he's in all the all the marketing materials, but he's he gets second billing. Yeah. So whoever the main guy is, is going is the guy in the movie and he's usually unknown. Mm-hmm. And then Bruce Willis is in it for three minutes or five minutes or whatever it yeah. is to kind of be the mentor yeah. or to have one scene and then he's out. So this yeah, is kind of sec- what this felt mm-hmm. with Shia. Exactly. Yeah. Shia gets second billing. Well, he actually on IMDb is third billing. Uh, the wife gets second billing. Um, but yeah, it's really it's really Bobby Soto's movie. Um, and Shy is in it for a bit, but he's the selling point because he's, you know, he's the best, most interesting thing in this freaking movie. I mean, yeah, we already know that he's like actually certifiably insane in real life. Uh, I want to see yeah. him be an insane Sicario for a bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, he's really good. This, yeah, the character is interesting. Like, uh, yeah, just like the pure, just pure death, you know? Yeah, pure chaos. There's nothing. He doesn't have a character at all. It's just, I like murdering people. I like having sex with girls. That's it. That is yeah, his that's entire it. character. That's it. I like there was one line um, David says when when Gata leaves, like, oh, you should get with her. You guys will have demonic children <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was and, funny. Uh, I hated that character, but that made me, uh, that made me smile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but the the actor for David could not have been more miscast in my opinion. Just yeah. literally pick wasn't great anyone off, pick someone off the streets, and they would have done a better job. I think this guy just had this <laughs> like pretty boy, fuck boy energy that just did not make <laughs> sense. It just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. With he's supposed to be the head of this family, and he's intim- like in the first ten minutes of the movie, he's intimidating this guy, and he his his voice is high again. He's mm-hmm. too pretty for this. Like it just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't really work. Um, I'm not sure who would be. I didn't like him. A good replacement for him. I don't um, care anyone. Well, anyone there's else? a there's a character on the on Mayans MC the uh, the FX the Sons of Anarchy spinoff that uh, mm-hmm. I think would have been a lot better. Like, there's a lot of things you could do. There's a lot of great, 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 great Latino actors. Yeah, uh, I just think this guy is more of a model than he is. Uh, yeah, an, an actor. actor. 
So I wanted to just read some of just like the the headlines of some of the reviews that have come out yes. for this movie because they are they are excellent. Okay. Um, okay, Yahoo News, written by Carlos Aguilar. The tax collector is one of the most atrocious viewing experiences of the year. Wow, that's strong. Um, so L.A. Times. Uh, <laughs> director denies that he put Shia LaBeouf in brownface. <laughs> <laughs> but controversies linger. That's the LA Times headline. Are there controversies? Does anyone care enough about this movie? I For maybe 10 seconds. This okay. movie is going to be forgotten like... Tomorrow. In, in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's see. Another one. The tax collector film review, Shia LaBeouf got his torso tattooed for this question mark. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is a thing. Yeah. Apparently he did get his torso tattooed. Yeah. That's, that's hardcore. He's, he's a maniac. He's Variety. Uh, more madness than method to Shia LaBeouf's latest. Okay. Um, and this one is from IndieWire. The tax collector uh, review, Shia LaBeouf's racist role is a problem. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about mm. that. I feel like you can just write those articles because they write themselves these days. They, and get they clicks, do write themselves. It, it is not. it is clickbaity, right? Like, how do you how do you when a movie like this? How do you get yourself like read, right? Exactly, and I because like what like could, this movie, you feel nothing really. It's just like okay, Shia was interesting. That's it. You could you could write one of those articles and say it's problematic if this was something that had hit theaters or this was something on a scale this was put out by Sony or Universal or something that had major backing that a lot of people would see. That I could see that, but it doesn't. And it kind of is just gonna end up in the bargaining bin because yeah. I guarantee you, if if you go back through the years and you pick up a fucking Mickey Rourke movie from 2006 or whatever, <laughs> or any one of these things, like you know what I'm talking about? Like there's problematic shit in those movies, but nobody sees those movies. Yeah. They're not made for the mass market. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't see why you should get upset. <laughs> um, so this is from the Yahoo Review. Toxic macho energy permeates writer director David Ayer's latest South Los Angeles set shoot 'em up. Uh, the tax collector is a viciously, vicious, viciously exploitative bloodbath that regurgitates the negative image of Latino people still so pervasive in media. Brown bodies begin to pile up in the in in a by the numbers senseless vile wave of carnage. Uh, blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like declaring war, right? <laughs> Pretty that's, much. I that's mean, the journalistic declaration of war. But so you have to look at it. Yeah. We have to look at it from a different perspective. Like, yes, okay, brown bodies begin to pile up, but that's <laughs> that is the movie, right? That's the movie that they're making. And also, yeah. everyone in this movie is brown. Every single per- like mm-hmm. they the amount mm-hmm. like this again. Apparently, this production was very small, but they put in <laughs> money into these neighborhoods and they hired all of these actors that otherwise yeah. probably would not have work, right? So yeah, yeah, for sure. Also, look at from that perspective, and you can say like he made a concerted effort to hire like genuine Latino people and fucking like L.A. natives and things like that. Yeah, for sure. I I think I think the problem with this film is not that it's you know Hispanic people killing each other. It's the fact that someone cut the fucking budget real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like you said, the lead not good. They need someone else in the lead. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he was just affordable. I don't know who he is. I, he was I, definitely affordable. Uh, oh. <laughs> we probably could shoot our next movie with him. 
<laughs> probably. But listen, if he did, he would be a heartthrob. He would not be a fucking merciless tax collecting killer for the <laughs> That's what I would do. He would he would be the guy who dates the girl. Yeah. Um, well, that's I think that's all I really have to say about this movie. <laughs> Any yeah, last thoughts? I, yeah, I'll just cap it off by saying I'm disappointed because I expected something else. And what we got was we got glimpses of that. There's the scene yeah. with the, the asphalt face and there's the scene with the blood ritual. There are those things that are decided like no other filmmaker, at least big budget popular kind of filmmaker really goes for those things. I mean, there are people who do, but they don't really do well. Like movies like end of watch or sabotage or whatever, like go to those places yeah. somehow. Uh, yeah. Even trading day to a certain extent, there's a bath where they throw Ethan Hawke in the bathtub. Oh dude. Yeah. With, with the Mexican guys. Like when he knows that do Denzel left him there. Yeah. Like there, Ooh. there's, there's something about like, and they put the, the sun off in his mouth. Like yikes. yeah, like th- this filmmaker is able to tap into these like street like thug like but like really gives you this like evil vibe, not just like this is just kind of gangster shit for the like it's Mm-mm. not boys in the hood. It's just like you feel the true evil of these things. Like end of watch for for the most part does that, um, and so I expected that, but like also a little zany and a little wacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you see Shia LaBeouf with cauliflower mm-hmm. ears, you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And ultimately what we got was, again, just another finished in post, bargain bin, you know, Bruce Willis flavor of the month movie, which yeah. is a bummer. Yeah. It is a bummer. But, you know, sometimes that happens in Hollywood, right? You just, you don't have enough money. You don't have enough time. I bet yeah, you, I, I bet re- you they, they shot like half of it and then they cut the budget for some I reason. I think so. I think and that's what it is. They were scrambling and then they 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 came up with the jujitsu crap and they came up with all this other crap. Um they couldn't afford Shy so. anymore and you know they okay, we're gonna torture Shy to death. Honestly, gonna, I feel no. like no, I feel like Shia fucking did this for free. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> He's well, so mean, committed to this. Yeah, I mean the the way that he like you know what he what happened to him on Fury? I'm sure that he was just like, "I'm your fucking soldier, man. I'm I'm in for yeah. whatever." And I I get the vibe that he's like that with a lot of uh with a lot of filmmakers that he's like he just picks he's either will never work with you again or he's your guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, totally. I really respect him. I, and again, he didn't have to be fucking naked for that scene, but he was <laughs> bearing it completely all. Like, I don't know. He went places, and I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, he's really making a comeback. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, this one's going to get kind of dusted aside. But, you know, I, and I it's think that the movie didn't do the full potential of what he could have done with the role. No, not at all. Yeah, this so, could have been yeah. like, you know, Jake, like Jake Gyllenhaal's reinvention, right? When End of Watch came out, you're like, what the hell? This guy's doing serious movies now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this could have been something like that. But Yeah. Okay, so that was our review of. Well, I guess we should give it a score. Well, I'll, oh, I'll sure. say my score. I'd give it a four. It's definitely below average. It's not. That's funny. It's not horrible, but it's not. You know, something went wrong here. <laughs> my so uh, Im- my immediate um, reaction was also a four. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't that- spend too much time to think about it. It just like felt <laughs> like a four. So it's yeah. funny that like we would both land on it. Yeah, yeah. This this is a four. Um, so yeah, don't, if you're, if you're thinking about, Hey, should I see this movie? When, when, so what you should do with this movie is like when like the movie clips thing comes out and they show you the, the good parts, watch that. It's going to come out in like yeah. two months and you'll basically see the whole movie. So it's unfortunate, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so now we're going to transition into talking about our top five films that are about Mexican drug cartels. Mm -hmm. So this is an interesting kind of thing because, like, there's all kinds of movies that can run into this. Oh, yeah. Um, but we, I'm, I'm interested to see if we have similar lists or different lists. Like, last time we had totally different lists. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll see if we have any things that kind of cross over. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, Lucian, uh, what's your number five? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to preface this a little bit because um, when you said, like, do, let's do a cartel movies list, what I went for was uh, I stuck really, really heavily to the it has to be the, there has to be an actual cartel in it. We have to go to Mexico. Uh, it has to be the Hollywood, you know, brown tint over everything or like orange glow over everything. Uh, so all of these movies, like, cause if they were just drug movies or movies that had to do with drug dealers, like I would have gone to Miami. I would have Scarface is my favorite movie of all time, period. Yeah. Um, the 1983 Scarface, you know, mm -hmm. Miami vice, things like that. I would have gone mm -hmm. in those directions, but we're dealing, I went strictly with just West coast, uh, cartel, that kind of thing. Uh, so my number five is a man apart with Vin Diesel. Mm, a man apart. Okay, cool. This is a, yeah, tell me this about is a, this one. Yeah, so uh, another thing with like, I also wanted to pick movies because again, going into this, I expected it to be uh, one of those David, like a harsh times or something like that, where like mm -hmm. you really like feel yeah, the harsh grit times of it. Is, yeah, there's not a lot of grit in the the tax collect. I mean, there is, but it's kind of wishy washy. Um, this list is entirely grit based, and you know, Mexican cartel. So, Man Apart is a movie from the early 2000s with Finn Diesel. It's a uh, directed by F. Gary Gray, who is a fucking phenomenal director yeah he is um, phenomenal yeah uh and so very underrated right like just think of all the things he's done super underrated yeah. yeah he's one of the he's one of the guys that i started collecting movies for like really early on um but anyways so it's from the perspective of the dea so the cartel movies really go one of two ways it's either from the perspective of the cartel or it's from the perspective of the cops that are trying to take him down. So Vin Diesel has a and his partner are DEA agents, and something happens. They bust someone, and they're trying to get to the leader of the of uh, this particular drug institution. And uh, something happens, and they kill his partner, or they kill his wife. I don't remember exactly, but they kill someone close to him. And then <clears throat> Vin Diesel, the DEA agent, then has to transition into, it transitions into a revenge movie where he goes after the cartel himself, him and uh, he has some people with him. Uh, he enlists help from all kinds of like black gangs and other things like that. And uh, it's really fucking hardcore. And at the end <laughs> of the movie, I believe they end up in Mexico and they raid this like, sicario's fucking drug den and uh it's intense man it's uh but, and it's got that early 2000s like there was mm -hmm. a period i feel like after 1999 but like before 2003 or 4 where like movies that were not quite like big blockbusters were able to be made at a budget but like still retained a lot of just really a lot dirtiness to them <laughs> i don't know how to yeah. describe it and this yeah. movie feels very dirty uh, but it has the budget yeah. to back it up on like the tax collector. So I like a man apart. Cool. I don't think I've seen that one. Um, you should check it out. I think you like it. I think you dig cool. it. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's definitely a new one for me. So <laughs> my number five is the counselor, which is the Ridley Scott film. No shit. I was going to put yeah. that on my list. Yeah. 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 Um, I think we probably have like similar ideas, but you know, um, mm -hmm. I like that we kind of like do lists that like, don't match. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the counselor, I don't think this is a good movie. Um, I think that's why I didn't put it on my list. Yeah, but I, I put it. I put it on my list because I feel so. The screenplay was written by Cormac McCarthy, who wrote some other really, Old really man good Cormac novel. McCarthy. Yeah, there's a difference. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what can I say about this film? So, okay, so he wrote it, and it's not great. The script doesn't totally work. Now, the script has some moments that are like honestly frightening and scary and powerful. Um. And there's some, you know, Cormac McCarthy kind of stuff. Like he has these characters like Anton Chigurh and there's some other people and other Mm -hmm. where they just, they're just like death personified. They just go around killing and, and there's like, they don't have have an aura of invincibility in their ability to just kill people. And in that, Mm -hmm. and then this movie, it's um, Carmen Diaz, Cameron Diaz. And she just goes around, just she's, she's wild, sexually wild and like just killing people and shit. But to me, what really stands out about this film is that it's so powerful because it's about a person who crosses the cartel by accident and how even that small slight destroys his life and destroys the lives of people around him. Like it, it like it destroys his wife's life. It destroys any family Literally. that he was ever going to have. And he, he ends up having to run away. And, and at the end, there's this amazing conversation that he has on the, uh, the counselor who's played by... Um, uh, Michael Fassbender, he has this conversation on the phone with this cartel guy about like what mm-hmm. he has just crossed himself into, what yeah. he's entered into and how there's no going back from what you've, what you've done. Mm-hmm. And no matter if you did it on purpose or not, you are now in a different world and this is the price you're going to have to pay. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really, really powerful and scary the way that he presented like that. That part of the film worked really well, I think. Mm-hmm. And it also has one of the most brutal deaths I've seen in a movie like this. Like, there's a character who gets killed, assassinated with a weapon that's like Holy really. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about. It's if you saw brutal. the director's cut, you get a few extra seconds of that. It's yeah. fucking nice. It is brutal. <laughs> it is yeah, yeah, brutal. Yeah. And that's what I like about like this film, what it tries to do, it, it you know. I don't think McCarthy was adept enough to really get out all the like stuff. The actual, on the, mm-hmm. the, I would say, yeah, the actual like workings of the, the machinery of getting the movie to like the story to go places within the context of a movie probably didn't, wasn't quite fleshed out, but mm-hmm. yeah. But the yeah. actual like payoffs of like what he's trying to thematically say. Yeah. It really works in this movie. Um, so yeah, that's why for me, I, I want to put it on my list. I feel like if you want to, if you want to see partially like what the cartels can do to people, this is a film to watch. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. You, you know what? You, you've turned me on it. That's a good, that's a good plan. Like, I it's, don't hate the movie or anything. Yeah. I just didn't think it was. It's not good. And, and it's not good because, you know, McCarthy probably doesn't know how to write a screenplay very well. And it probably got made because it's of his first film. screenplay, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was his first screenplay at the time. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it really works, but there are things that are really good. There are things yeah. that are really effective, and yeah, there's um, imagery that like I can think of, like the the fucking high wire with the motorcycle. Like I can think of things from that movie, yeah, and that's yeah. also partial to Ridley Scott being you know one of the greats. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's good things and there's bad things with that one. Yeah, yeah, there's 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 good things and bad things. So yeah, that's my number five. Um, so what's your number four? 
Ah, uh, number four, we're going to go back to uh, to an old favorite who uh, can do the <laughs> evil, gritty shit when he has money to do it. David Ayer's Sabotage is my number mm-hmm. four. Uh, again, this is from the perspective of the DEA. You have this... <sighs> this movie's so good. <laughs> it's not good, but it's, it's, it's what I wanted the tax collector to be more mm-hmm. of. So basically, mm-hmm. there's this super team of DEA squad guys... <laughs> Uh, led by Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Sam Worthington, Joe, I don't know how it's the guy who was married to Sofia Vergara. He's in mm-hmm. it. Um, <laughs> a couple other macho dudes are, and then um, mm-hmm. Marelle Enos, I think is her, is her name, is the one woman in the, uh, in the squad. And so they're this like DEA super squad. And uh, the movie opens up, there's like this raid on a, on a crack house or, or drug den or something and, you know, with drugs in the wall and stuff, similar to the actual, to Sicario. Um, and I don't remember really, to be completely honest, I don't remember the story where it goes from there, but what I do remember is that these guys start to infight and then the cartel is bearing down on them. Mm -hmm. Now these guys are DEA, they're funded, they're government funded. And yet somehow the DEA still goes to war with them. Uh, but what I, what's really worth noting about this movie and why it's number four on my list is that it just, again, it just fucking goes for it. It Mm -hmm. is just as raw as you could possibly make it. And now you might be thinking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, that sounds like that puts your brain in a different mode. This is still very much like nose to the ground, dirty street type stuff. Um, I like the characters of the gang. There's actually uh, compilations on YouTube. Like there's kind of a fan following for this movie, (laughs) probably from overseas or something. There's like people who have made compilations and edits of like all the, all the best scenes of all the characters in the movie and stuff like this movie does have a following, but for the most part, I couldn't tell you what the fuck it's about. I don't remember what it's about, but what I do remember is it has this intense gunfights. It has Mm. intense uh, interpersonal conflicts. There's like three fucks per second in this movie say said, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's out there chastising people. He's like, "Oh, you got three percent body fat." Uh, it's, just, it's so good. It's it's macho and it's incredibly toxic, but it's supposed to be. Um, and yeah, it just it just fucking goes for it. Just beheadings and fucking all the nasty cartel shit. It's all in this movie. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, we talked about this film. I think a little bit in the in the past on here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to give it a watch. I, I, you know, I, I, it's I watched, hard to watch, honestly. Yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it berates you. It like hits you over the head, like mm-hmm. quick cuts. It's nonstop, just like fuck, mm-hmm. fuck, 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 fuck. People getting shot and drugs and shit. But uh, that's what I like. So there you go. Um, yeah. All right, so that was your number four. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So my number four is the movie Collateral. And so this is a movie. Oh. And again, you know, this is you know my list is it's Lucy it doesn't. Goosey. It doesn't have to be as much strictly about, you know, like they go to Mexico or they're Mexican, like, you know, know for sure that they're mm-hmm. Mexican cartels. But this 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 uh, some of the villains in this are related to a cartel. And, you mm-hmm. know, this is this is this is a really great film. It's it's one of the yeah. one of the most well written films. Right? Yeah, it's Michael Mann. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jamie Foxx is in it. Tom Cruise, one of the one of his best performances, I think. I mean, he's just he's very sure. scary, very impressive. Um, and it's just the story of this guy who is sort of lying to himself about who he is. Jamie Foxx's character, like he thinks he's he's stuck, 
but he doesn't he believes he's not stuck he thinks he's getting out of it but he's he's not and this this event leads to him sort of changing and being able to like overcome himself and in the meantime you get tom cruise just just destroying the scenery like some of the most impressive weapon weapon play you'll ever see like they they said that there's a scene where he like takes a gun from somebody they said Mm -hmm. they teach that in actual training courses they show his that footage of him taking a gun from someone oh wow as an example of how to do it in real life like it was that good and they probably did 157 takes of that because michael mann is just a fucking perfectionist yep yep and they found the one perfect one. Um, yeah. But yeah, Javier Bardem is in this movie. And they're like the cartel aspect. Because I think he's... I, I'm not sure exactly, but I think that's who he's killing for. It's yeah. like the cartel. Yeah. Um, Tom Cruise. And so he has a list of names. And there are people that the cartel want dead. And so he's killing them. And then, you know, they, they have to meet with Bardem. Because he's kind of closer associated with the 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 people who are, you know, calling the shots and, you know, it's kind of this big scene where um, Jamie Foxx has to like not fuck up or he's going to get killed. And mm-hmm. so he's able to like kind of present himself as this, you know, this, this yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy so killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a really good scene where he like sits down with Javier Bardem and then he like, mm-hmm. you know, cause like he, he threw, he like threw his list of names out the window basically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, oh, yeah. I'm not driving you. Fuck you, man. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Like, that was yeah. after he went to see his mom or whatever. They, like, went to the mm-hmm. hospital to see the mom. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Anyone who hasn't seen it, I would definitely recommend it. Amazing movie. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I like your I like your list so far. It's, uh, you're, you're, you're like... I'm 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 getting these like colorful vibes, the stylish action. You know, you've you've already picked two of the greats, right? Ridley Scott, Michael yeah. Mann. Like, yeah. I'm I'm thinking now. Let me pull you back into the shit. Okay? Let me <laughs> yes. pull you back into the dirt. Think again. Uh, think uh, brown tones. Uh, my number three movie is uh, Oliver Stone's Savages. Okay. Have you seen this movie? Yeah, I think I've seen parts of it. So this is the one where. It's Blake Lively and two dudes, and they're all like together, but they also drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've so seen the, parts of the this, two yeah. dudes. Uh, this movie is fucking insane too. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, and, yeah, and that's why I picked it. And uh, this, the movie, I remember at the time. So of Oliver Stone, probably top three directors for me. I'm reading his autobiography right now. So really important filmmaker for me at the time when this came out. Like he went through a slump in the 2000s, like a lot of these like old guard yeah. guys went. He directed through. Alexander, which was a disaster. Right, Alexander, and then uh, he did yeah. like a World World Trade Center, which was fucking horribly misguided, and <laughs> W and all this shit. So, oh W, <laughs> yeah. So this was supposed to be this was touted as his like comeback, like Oliver Stone, the guy who wrote fucking Scarface, is back mm-hmm. doing a cartel movie. Mm-hmm. Get like natural born killers, like let's fucking go. Um, so this is kind of what this was supposed to be, but ultimately, I think it was a success. Uh, so Blake Lively is with these two dudes, man bun, hippie dudes <laughs> who are pot growers and they grow pot together and they sleep together and they all live happily ever after until for some reason, I don't remember why, but the cartel uh, comes in and kidnaps her. And so these two dudes basically have to <laughs> wage war against the cartel. It's like uh, a power play, right? right? They're like moving in on their territory, basically. I think so. Yeah. And yeah. so like they don't really know what they do until they get this tape from the cartel. And I don't remember mm-hmm. who plays the the lead cartel guy. Was it? Was it Benicio? Oh, was it Benicio? I don't, 
Yeah, I think it was Benicio. Benicio. Yeah. yeah, he sends them this tape of him like beheading these people, and it's not like you expect this like Hollywood thing to like cut away from the beheadings. It does not. Uh, it is and especially <laughs> if you watch the director's cut. It's like a three hour just fucking. So Oliver Stone did a lot of drugs in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, and that comes through in this movie in spades. There's a lot of quick cuts. There's a lot of flashy colors and weird angles. Again, similar to Natural Born Killers. Uh, it is just completely unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a lot of like really solid, you know, he was able to pull in like John Travolta and Benicio mm-hmm. and Salma mm-hmm. Hayek and all these mm-hmm. people. Um, but essentially it just boils down to this like cracked out, like uh, almost um, like tie dye type of cartel revenge movie. And like at the end of the movie, like every, all of them get shot but then like none of them are dying because they're so fucking high on the cocaine. It's like, and there's like a lot of really great visual stuff that they did in this movie. Yeah. I think Bob Richardson shot this movie because he, mm. he was one of Oliver Stone's guys. Um, so f- visually and just if you want to just see some shit, uh, this is a great movie to watch. Again, story-wise, I don't really remember. I think It gets a little silly sometimes. Mm-hmm, yeah. But um, I th- for what it is for like just – pure unhinged style uh this is a great cartel movie yeah yeah i remember watching just like parts of it i mean and who are the two leads it's like taylor kitsch and and uh aaron johnson aaron, uh, aaron, yeah aaron johnson aaron taylor yeah. johnson i mean it's a great cast it is a great cast oh, super people. yeah um and, and again yeah. they had the budget for this one this mm-hmm. this could have gone either way but they they gave <laughs> yeah. oliver stone as much money as he needed to get his like if, if you can think of the doors, if you've seen the doors, like how mm-hmm. weird he gets visually with that, because there's a lot of LSD scenes. Mm-hmm. It's like the doors, but with cartels, drugs and mm-hmm. money. So mm-hmm. uh, it's something it's yeah. a sight to behold. <laughs> yeah, that's good shit. Um, I'll need to watch that one again. That That's a fun one. It's interesting. Yeah. So my number three is Sicario. Good old Sicario. Sure. Um, yeah, this is just, you know, it's just a really, really damn good film. Got great director, Denny Villeneuve. The greatest DP of all time, Roger Deakins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acting is really good. Um, Benicio's in this. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Thanos is in this, too. <laughs> he's, he's, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's, really, and, he's better than um, the sequel, I would argue. The sequel's more about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sequel's more about him. Yeah. Um, this, this film, I really like Taylor Sheridan's writing in, in this, too. I think it's of, of his films that he's that he's done. This is like my favorite because there's there's this kind of brutality to it. And the main character, like she finds herself, she doesn't really understand. She doesn't realize it, but she's in a world that's like so like she's just a conduit for for these people to exact their revenge on this messed up world. Mm-hmm. And it's just so like like the theme is so kind of like bleak, but powerful, you know, mm-hmm. And it's films beautiful. It's so beautifully shot and well acted. Um, it's just it's just an amazing classic. And I mean, that character, Benicio's character is like incredible. He's he's yeah. one of the best characters in the last like Absolutely. 20 years. Yeah. You don't you don't know too much about him, you know just enough. That's why I I was kind of disappointed in the sequel that they go a little farther into his backstory, which I didn't need to know anything about this guy. Yeah. This guy needs to be a ghost, and that's what he is in this movie. Yeah, he could just kill people, right? Yeah. All we need to know is he's got a list of names that he doesn't like. They're in the cartel. Yeah. He's he doesn't using... even need to know why he doesn't like them. He'll just fucking mm-hmm. go for it. He's using the American government to get revenge, and that's mm-hmm. 
That's mm-hmm. what he wants. That's what he does. And that's, yeah, it's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that's my number three is Sicario. Okay, so what's your number two? Well, my number two is Sicario. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to pick it initially, but it's just too fucking good basically. Good. I it it does it, it has the amount it, enough amount like you were talking about the how like the writing just how deep like not deep but like how dirty it gets. Uh it has enough dirt for me to satisfy me. It's also just gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. And there's some similarities now that I think of it like Emily Blunt's character is like if a sane person walked into the movie Sabotage because sure, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same setup. Uh, the people yeah. in Sabotage are part of the same squad that Emily Blunt would be part of, right? Mm-hmm. But she's an actual, like a real person, whereas these guys are just caricatures. Um, yeah. So it's basically like a good version of that for me. So that's why, I mean, it's just, it's Sicario. We don't need to talk yeah, about it. It's, it's fucking, Sicario. Go watch it. yeah. It's fucking beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, violent, it's beautiful. It's brilliant. Um, yeah. yeah, there's so many good scenes, like the scene, like when they're, it's, it's, it's like dusk or dawn or something. And they're, they're about to go out on their missions. Just so beautifully shot by Roger Deakins. And there's, um, there's a, and not to, again, just to not discredit that it's just a beautiful movie. Like it does get dirty. There's the, yeah. that scene where they're raiding the, uh, the tunnel, uh, all shot in night vision, uh, really grimy shit. Yeah. yeah this movie gets grimy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful film. Denny is, Denny Villeneuve is one of the greatest of his generation. He's an amazing yeah. filmmaker. Yeah. And to see him work with Roger Deakins is always an amazing film. Yeah. 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 Um, so my number two is, is a film, a, a film that's so interesting because it's not talked about a lot, but it's like, it's like from this era where like, you know, these films like this got discovered in places like television. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how they get discovered now, but my number two is this movie called blow. So oh, yeah, this movie, it's got Johnny Depp's in it. Um, the guy, Peter Herman is in it. <laughs> um, yeah, Peter other... Herman's in it. Uh, yeah. We were talking about him last week. What's his name? Um, Cliff... Curtis? Yeah, Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis yeah. is in this, yeah. Cliff Curtis plays, uh, what's his Pablo name? Pablo Escobar. Pablo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, great cast. And I think um, Johnny Depp's wife in the movie is... Uh, Pen- uh, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz, yeah. This is an amazing movie. And mm-hmm. this movie, I feel like, kind of goes under the radar. Um, it's really yeah, so. like the 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 prototypical. I almost feel like it's it's like Americana, like the 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 person who sells drugs and becomes a kingpin. What I was gonna say, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to take over your spot, but I would just. I've always described this movie as Goodfellas with drug cartels. Yeah, it's got yeah. that Goodfellas like uh, skeleton. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely similar. I think in this, so like one of the interesting things, and it's the same with like the Scarface, like the, 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 the one in the eighties, there's this thing that the American dream and the drug Lord actually kind of, they, they mix a lot because yeah, yeah, they intersect a lot because our idea, the American idea of, of like entrepreneurship and all these kind of things like you, Fits. you work hard and yes. you should get rewarded for yeah, it. Yeah, you work hard, you get, and that's what happens with these drug lord people. They're just, they're just people on the front lines of this, this thing. And but that thing is drugs. You know, mm-hmm. in a different time, it would maybe be like, you know, they invented computers or they invented, you know, Facebook. Right. Right. Same, right. same stuff. It's just drugs instead of Facebook. 
Um, yeah. And so, yeah, this is just a really great story of how this guy, so he starts selling weed and then he goes to prison for selling weed. And I mean, my favorite part of the movie he has this great line uh, in, in a voiceover dialogue. He said, he went to, he said, I went to prison with a BA in marijuana and I left with a, with a master's in, in like cocaine or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so he, yeah, he meets this guy and this guy is connected with the car, with, with the cartels or well, at least he, he's an in. And so then they fly down to Colombia and they meet with Pablo. Um, a great scene where like Pablo meets with George, the main character of this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Pablo executes a guy and then yeah. he like has a meeting with George. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, can I very trust Very early you? 2000s, very bad boys too in that way. Yeah. Yeah, this came out in like 2001, I think. It's like yeah, 2000, yeah. 2001. It's, 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 it does the thing where like the wacky drug lord is mm-hmm. like, we'll shoot someone and then yeah. be upset yeah. to put blood on his clothes kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like doing deals with these, you know, American like silly people. Um, it, it's just, it's a brilliant film, I think. I think it's really mm-hmm. just like awesome. And, um, I, you know, it, I feel like it's very similar to Scarface, but it has this different feel to it. It's less um, like gritty and it's, grimy and grungy. It's less cracked out. It's less cracked out. He does do a lot of he does do a lot of drugs, but yeah, it's, it is less cracked out. He does do a lot of drugs, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I I remember just like you know, this is like a film I saw it. I was flipping channels like when back when people had like the ten HBO channels and the ten Showtime mm-hmm. channels, and I just flipped and I saw it. And just it sucks you in like the narrative is just so yeah. fun and compelling. Um, and this is written by the same guy that wrote American History X. This is like the two good things he's done, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, rest in peace, great. Ted Demi. Right. He was the one who directed it. Yeah. 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 He was, um, he, was uh, he was he was really like I feel like if he was still alive, he would be making big money movies right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. You would think so. Right. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my number two blow. Great film. Cool. Yeah, I was thinking about putting Blow on the on the list, but mm-hmm. ultimately it was just a little too, it's a little too nice, <laughs> a little too sanitized. I want to mm-hmm. say maybe. Uh, I, again, I just yeah. I just need I need to to see the I need to see the shit. And uh, yeah. so my number one movie, I went back and forth, and it's it's a cliche pick. It's everybody's number one pick. You literally Google drug cartel movies. It's at number one. It's traffic. <laughs> yeah, um, traffic. But when it comes to movies that really show you the reality of these things, uh, traffic shows you people shooting heroin in between the webbings of their toes. I mean, it is fucked up. Um, yeah, and what I like about it, what I like about it though, is that it follows. It's kind of like an anthology. It's one of those movies, one of those like connected theme movies that yeah. became really huge in the early two thousands, late nineties. Yeah, like Babel or, yeah. you know, any one of any other one of Inuritu's movies really uh, <laughs> in the beginning. Uh, so it follows three different distinct stories. The Benicio del Toro story, which is that he's a federale in Mexico um, and he's actually a straight good guy. And he ends up realizing that he can't be a federale in Mexico and also a good guy. He has to work with the drug cartels because he's over there. And then there's the story about the, um, the guy on the on the other side of the border in America who is working also for the cartel. He has a hot wife, and then he goes to prison. He's played by Stephen Bauer from Scarface. Uh, and so it ends up being about the wife finding out about this guy working with the cartel. And then the third story is the uh, DEA agents work, the American DEA agents, Don Cheadle and uh, Luis Guzman, I think. Uh, and they are 
trying to so they're all after the same people uh it's just kind of all how they intersect oh and i lied i'm sorry the biggest story probably is michael douglas's story Mm -hmm. which is from the government's perspective so what is the government doing about this drug cartels what is the mexican government doing about these drug cartels and then the people stuck in the middle and so the big uh thing is that michael douglas's daughter is just a drug becomes a drug addict um and of course those drugs are being sourced by these other people that we're following so anyways i don't need to describe it it's incredibly complicated it's like three hours long (laughs) but i don't think i can think of another movie like the david ayer movie you know sabotage or savages like they show you the drugs but they're very stylized and they're very like dirty and a different again they give you that like evil feeling Mm -hmm. and this just gives you that like depressing real life Mm -hmm. feeling like this is real life evil versus like a guy you know fucking dancing with goats and slicing people open (laughs) blood on him like they're very different kinds of things but when you see what michael douglas's character goes through when you see what his daughter goes through uh fuck it's terrible i can't i don't even want to think about it yeah yeah but it just it's really down to earth really really uh grounded Mm -hmm. and has a obnoxious either it's a brown tone because mm-hmm. we're in mexico or it's a blue tone because we're not yeah <laughs> which was it yeah. was a stylistic choice and it works for the movie but th- this is your granddaddy this is where it comes yeah from. that's where it comes from and like you yeah. said you google that that phrase this film comes up first thing yeah totally yeah uh okay so my film for number one again it is a little bit of a cheat my number one film is no country for old men Now, again, so it's loosely related, right? So the main character, he stumbles across this, you know, it's, it's, it's a car, bunch of dead people in it. There's some money in it. He takes the money. The money he took is from basically like the cartel or something related to that. But that's about Um, the extent of it though, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is like, um, at the end of the film, they kill him actually. Uh, the main character, he yeah. gets killed by... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. cartel does come after him. I forgot. They come There's back a whole scene they... in the hotel and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. They come back and they kill him. Yeah. And so, you know, it just it, it just goes to show you, right? Like, you cross them and they'll, they'll kill you. That's a theme. Um, that's a theme in all... Like, yeah. our, our lists are very different, but that is a theme in every single one of these movies. It's yeah. You, you, you fucking look at someone wrong and the entire <laughs> yes. family dies. Yeah. In any, in any way, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And the thing about No Country for Old Men is like... It's it's subversive in these interesting ways. Like the ending is subversive because all, it, it, we're always expecting. Okay, Sugar and what's his name? They're going to face off and they're going to have this moment where okay, there's going to be a battle. It's like a western, right? You think it's it like the old much, west. Yeah. You you know, I'm it's high noon and I'm going to meet with this guy and he's going to have his weird you know silenced shotgun or whatever that thing was and I'm going to have a pistol and I'm just going to draw it. Nope. He gets killed basically off screen ish, right? Mm-hmm. By mm-hmm. these 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 people that he took money from, and they, he didn't even know really who they were. Or anything. Even, do you even see their faces at all when he died? No, you, you, no, no, not at all. They just they're just yeah. kind of these shapes that show up and they yeah. fucking murder him. Yeah, I, and 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 honestly, it's like kind of confusing. Like you you'd have to kind of think about it and really kind of like pause and say, like, what what just happened here? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's right. He he got in with the cartel. He, he yeah. crossed them in a way and this is how they're getting back at him. And what I, you know, what's interesting about McCarthy is like that. I feel like that's a lot of the themes that he's trying to get at is like how life sometimes there's violence that just happens and you can't, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you can't choose how you want to go. 
And it's yeah. not, you're not going to get the wonderful climactic send off. It's not going to be like the fucking wild bunch or something <laughs> where, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, where you go out <laughs> guns blazing where you go, yeah. you go, you go, you, you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the brothel and then we're going to blast. Savages people. has that ending. Yeah. <laughs> no, in McCarthy, you don't get that. You yeah. just die. Die. Yeah. Um, and then Anton Chigurh, he gets run over by a car. Gets run over by a car and he almost dies. Um, and then there's this this moment where Tommy Lee Jones is thinking, just thinking about maybe facing off against Chigurh. And he's yeah. just like, I can't do it. Doesn't do it because he's afraid. He's afraid of that of death. Um yeah, I mean, I think I think it's an amazing film. I need to watch it again. It's been a while since I've watched it, but it's it's an incredible yeah. film. Yeah. It's it's, it's an, like, again film. another one of those movies that like if you like it works. Like if you're a film student, you know, you're watching it for different reasons than if you're just watching it to be entertained. It's yeah. it does so many things right that it's it's almost impossible to just list them all in even like it two is, hours. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and you know, again, my number one, number five, they're both McCarthy films. And I feel like he really understands, I think the the ideology and the psychology of the cartel right he understands the, like how the futility they of like crossing them right the futility or, of crossing or, or them. trying the, to fight push back in yes, any way the futility of yeah. fighting them the futility of doing anything just you get involved yeah. you're doomed you're doomed and yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. like they're just like um anton chigurh right just mm-hmm. this force that comes at you and even and it's just like life is random like in in normal country for all men there's just all this randomness that happens Mm-hmm, tells this mm-hmm. Anton Chigurh tells this guy, Hey, you know, is this heads or tails? Call it. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you yeah. why. I'm not gonna yeah. tell you why, but you gotta call it. You have to call it. Yeah. And he, if he called wrong, dude would have been dead, but he called right. He doesn't even know that he just won his life in a coin flip, right? Mm-hmm. And there's just whole many scenarios in the film where you know there's just all this randomness that happens. Life is just random and then you die, right? <laughs> it's like Cormac McCarthy in a sentence. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, but you know, I feel like the country for old men is sort of like if, if the counselor was done really well, but the same kind of some, <laughs> some similar themes, not, not exactly the same, but similar themes yeah. and, you know, like, like really distilling what he, what's so strong about the essence of, of what makes his stuff visceral. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think, I think maybe the counselor just went for like more over the top characters of like like different like types. Whereas, mm-hmm. I mean, no country for old men definitely has like types of characters, but like, it's a little more, uh, subtle. It's more subdued as opposed to uh counselor was just trying to be a little too showy. Maybe, uh, you got the guy with the cowboy hat and the fucking sex maniac wife, yeah. trophy wife. And like, there's just a lot of kind of caricatures, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just not enough of the stuff that works in it, but the, mm-hmm. the stuff that's good, it's good yeah so those are our lists cool absolutely yeah. and uh, a big shout out i wanted to also mention like most of the good cartel stuff is on tv these days mm. so breaking bad sons of anarchy mm-hmm. mayans mc the list goes on and on and on and on better call Saul. like there's narcos right there's so yeah, much narcos. good cartel shit on tv narcos is great i actually just watched um uh nicholas winning reffin's uh tv show too old to die young which is what is that like that's been on my list since it came out i just haven't had time for it yet um it's all over the place good i liked it that's what i want (laughs) 
and it's actually really it's a cartel. So like I think that would be a good thing for people to watch. It's it is all over the place, but it is it is good. It's a Nicholas. It's a ten hour Nicholas Wending Refn film. Oh, basically. I'm beautiful, yeah. beautiful colors, beautiful cinematography. These strange moments where there's beauty and like you know people killing people, executing people. Um, there's you know like randomness, random stuff happens. Yeah, strong yeah. violence. But also, beauty. The characters are scummy. Like the main character, you talk about a scummy guy. Also, oh my gosh, this this show has some of the most interesting depictions of cops I've ever seen. Actually, I think I can show a clip. I, I think I think I think I could show this clip. Let me see if I can load it up. Because I want to show you this clip and just. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I. Because uh, it I is know. hilarious. It's just. I put it on my list pretty much as soon as it was released. Um, I think I, I didn't want to get into it because I wanted to get, uh, I know that it's a 10 hour long movie pretty much. And I just yeah. wanted to give it the time. I wanted to basically just bang it out all in like two days. Maybe. Yeah. That's so what I did. I don't, I didn't want to watch it like a series. Cause I really, really, really like his movies. Yeah. It, 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 it it's, it reminds me a lot of like only God forgives and, um, and the neon demon it's very much so on point with Great. those it's almost Great. like a continuation similar style oh, similar feel fun. yeah yeah i mean but it's just it's it's not it's not a traditional tv show really in I any sense i didn't expect it to be <laughs> yeah i mean you're you're going to go from you know one thing to the next and then like you don't <laughs> like you're like there there are definitely some moments where you're like okay that happened in the last episode, but where like, are we? <laughs> where where are we headed now? Got it. And you're kind of left being like, I don't really know. I'm just gonna go with it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, sold. Way sold. Let me see if I can load this clip. It might, it might not. It's kind of being a pain. Um Yeah, I watched that a while a while ago, maybe like a month ago. Okay. Because I've been, been out now for almost a year. Yeah. Which was uh, shocking for me to find out because, again, I, I just remember I added to watch list and then, boom, it's been a year. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? Okay. Yeah. It's not letting, it's unfortunately not letting me load it, but we could maybe oh. share it some other time. But sure, I, sure. The, the way that he depicts cops in the show is just so funny. It is, it is, it is so interesting. Cool. I That's, well now I can't wait to watch it. Like, like, and he makes a strong choice about how to depict cops, basically other than the main character. Mm. Uh, and and it's it's yeah, it's almost like prescient, like the way that he decided to depict them. Wow. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so I yeah, think, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. So yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I think that's our episode for today. Um. Mm-hmm. We'll have to figure out what we're gonna do for next week. Maybe we'll. I was thinking we could just like talk about really Scott films, maybe. I can, I, can, I can do that from many angles. <laughs> Ridley Scott. Okay, so every single Ridley Scott film has a director's cut, I believe. How crazy is that? Uh, not all of them. Trust me. I, not all of them because I've looked. Because I have to you, look you own them. them all? Yeah, yeah you I own can them tell all. You exactly, yeah. I can look it up right now and tell you exactly how many. Not all of them, but most of them do. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them. So there's so many versions. There's so many versions. Yeah. Of all and films. I have seen every version of every film, including... There's like three versions of Kingdom of Heaven, and I fucking sat oh, really? through all of them. Yeah, there's, I love well, Kingdom there's of the, Heaven. 
It's so good. The mm-hmm. uh, the one to watch is the roadshow version for sure. Oh, they did really? a roadshow okay. of it in 2005 that nobody saw and that nobody <laughs> remembers. Uh, but I would have, I would, I would, I would do some fucked up things to be able to go back in time and see that movie in, yeah, the, in the roadshow version on projected on film and all that stuff. Is it's it, like a, it... it's 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 like over three hours long with an intermission. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But it is. Uh, it adds in an entire uh, subplot. Uh, similar to no 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 not similar to that's sorry I was getting that one in Gladiator confused because mm-hmm. the Gladiator director's cut adds in mm-hmm. shit to, to <laughs> yeah, <kid>. it does <laughs> uh, it adds like an entire like it it adds an entire half an hour side story of like him and his him like settling down and becoming like having a family and shit like that like it's it's crazy like before or after uh like during it's like in the middle of the movie I don't remember so in the middle there. of of the crusade. Uh, yeah, like it like slows down, um, and he like they uh, the people that he's helping or whatever they give him like his own land, and then he yeah, starts he to, get, like. Well, he gets his dad's land, right? He he because he's is that what it is? yeah. So so when he goes there, he becomes the Baron of Ebelin, and they they give mm-hmm. him the land, and yeah, at least they in, added just mm-hmm. a lot of shit with his wife. Mm-hmm. I remember. Oh, was it Ava Green or was it like the wife that died? I can't. I honestly can't remember. <laughs> yeah. It's just it, there's just. It's just too fucking long, dude. <laughs> I know. I, I I've seen the director's cut many times. I love the director. I've oh, I've only okay. seen the director's cut. I've never seen the other butchered thing. Okay. Never seen oh, the okay. other thing. But I, I okay. definitely haven't seen the roadshow version. So maybe. Okay. Well, then maybe maybe the roadshow and the directors aren't that different. Uh, mm-hmm. Similar to how the uh, despite what people say that like the final cut of Blade Runner versus the and let me get this right. Yeah, the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not really not that different. Uh, even though people are like, this one's way better than the other ones. Like the director's well, the, cut is basically the same movie. Yeah, I mean the final cut is just they did a color grade on it, and right? well, that, and they added some special effects. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's some it. like actual CGI, which is kind of funny. Like you wouldn't mm-hmm. notice it unless you knew that it was yeah, CGI. It was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, maybe I'm something down, it's up to you. Something really, to really, Scott. We could. I was thinking of doing Kingdom of Heaven too because I love that movie. <laughs> um, we could we could we could think we could think of something like that. Sure. Um, sure, sure. All right. Cool. Yeah. So that's our episode. Thanks a lot, everybody. Um, uh, thanks for watching. Yep, thanks go, for listening. Go watch some. Uh, go watch some good uh, cartel TV. <laughs> yeah. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Watch these TV shows. These TV shows are great. Watch yeah. Too Old to Die Young. Just like, just grit through it. It's a good show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Take care.